Hi, this is Gavin Haverstick with Haverstick Designs, and this is The Sound Project. So I'm here today with uh, uh, Fady Hayek uh, from yeah. SSL, and we're here at Sweetwater's Gear Fest. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's my really pleasure. It. It's my pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Gear Fest is always a fun time. We get to interact with with a lot of different uh, people, and and uh, you know we uh, love it when studios we design uh, have SSL products in the, mm. in their their studios. We don't specify the gear, but when right. they do select it, we're just like. All right, this is going to be a, oh, that's, a top that's level great studio. To hear. Thank you. Um, but yeah, tell me a little bit about what you do at SSL. Well, I'm vice president of music products mm-hmm. uh, for Solid State Logic. So what I manage is we call we call the audio creation products group, and that uh, entails um, the large frame consoles like the AWS uh, Matrix, um, Excel Desk Origins. Yeah. Um, all the way down to the smaller frame products like the big six, small six, and all of the uh, control surfaces that we mm-hmm. make, the USB interfaces, and outboard equipment, uh, wow. 500 full rack space. So, so everything. <laughs> yeah, everything that most people who work in, in a recording studio will experience and mm-hmm. you know uh, work with. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I manage for them. That's amazing. So you keep very busy, and uh, you're based out of. I'm based out of uh, New York uh-huh. and the New York office. Okay. We have an office in LA and we have an office in New York. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you do a ton of traveling for for this. Yeah, yeah. I'm always, uh, you know, we're always interacting with our clients directly, just like yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're uh, very client uh, focused. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has a unique story about how mm. they got into this this world that we're in in the yeah. music industry. So tell me a little bit about yours. Well, mine began um, really as a violin player. Uh, I was into music because my family has a, has a number of musicians and uh, um, actors as well. So there's a lot of exposure to the arts mm-hmm. right from the beginning. So violin was my instrument of choice at the time. Uh, we immigrated from Beirut uh, to the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first time I uh, experienced what was called multi-track recording, I was totally stunned by the idea that I could perform once and then perform over myself. Yeah. And then perform over myself again. <laughs> and it was like, holy cow, this is magic. Yeah. Um, and it just overtook me. Uh, and I was like, wow, this is great. I got to learn about this. Mm-hmm. So I went into engineering. Mm-hmm. So I went to college for that. I became an electrical engineer. Um, I got a, a bachelor's degree and uh, started working um, – Mainly as a maintenance engineer, uh, Atlantic uh, Recording Studios and Sigma Sound Studios in New York City were two jobs that I held in the beginning. Uh, So I was always inside an SSL. Mm -hmm. I was always inside a Neve console, a studio tape deck. I was doing a lot of that stuff. So that's what I did most of the day was just fix, fix, fix. Um, Wow. So yeah, they gave me a lot of experience as to uh, how the technology works. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that helps a ton with yeah, your current job. I mean, you probably, uh, looking back when you were younger and doing that uh, mm-hmm. and fixing these SSL consoles, did you ever think that you would end up working for them? I I really was more interested in in the music production side, yeah. uh, as we, we all are. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to do the music. We want to write the music. We want to compose, perhaps. And, we you know, we want to be in that spotlight. Yeah. Uh, but what you realize right away uh, <laughs> is that there is so much going on. There's yeah. so many moving pieces that are not necessarily where the f- spotlight is shining. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I do like a seminar for college education organizations and schools. I tell them, you got to look beyond the spotlight. 
um, because there's so much opportunity there. That's really a good good advice to give people because yeah, I think a lot of people do go to school and they're just like, I'm going to be this star, you know, and and mm-hmm. there's only so many stars that that are out there, but you can you can still aid in that process and make a huge impact. Oh, to absolutely, so many uh, people. That's the other thought. That's the other part is people think it's a diminished role. Mm-hmm. It isn't. Yeah. It it is a fundamental to making the big spotlight really shine. Yeah. I and mean, without you, that wouldn't really be as good. It's right. just that real – that's a, I simple. think about that all the time when like almost every week I hear some song on the radio that was done in a studio we designed. And it's just like, man – the fact that we even have like a small part in that, it, it's just such a cool feeling, you know, and, and, it, Absolutely. and while yeah. I'm a musician myself and that's why I got into this and, and um, I don't think I ever had any real dreams of like being the star, but I just like, man, I just love music, everything about it. That's my, yeah. my I always tell people it's my one addiction. Like I don't, I don't drink or smoke, but it's like, man, <laughs> if you get me near a concert or a vinyl record shop or something like that, I'm, uh, yeah. that's my thing. So, uh, but just to be able to play a part in everybody else's uh, creative uh, dreams and goals, it's pretty Yeah, special. I mean, we, we still produce our own stuff. I, I have a, a production company mm-hmm. uh, that focuses more on film, but audio is a big part of that too. So we, we do sound design. We do post-production for the films that we do. Nice. We've also done uh, a number of videos for SSL for interviews and things like that. So yeah. we kind of kicked off that whole idea of let's tell the story Mm-hmm. of our clients. Uh, let's go to their studios and let's talk about what they do and how they do it and and really kind of put the product in the background more than it is in the foreground. The product is there to help the artist be who they are. Sure. And uh, so we tell those stories on, on video and on uh, online. Yeah, those videos are great. And that's kind of the same um, route that we take with our videos is that like, mm. yeah, we do touch on the acoustical design and some of those things, but it's more about like, why did you build this studio? Like what, what were your dreams and like, how are you going to use it? And, and uh, you know, it, it, I think the story, cause everybody's so unique. Um, mm. That's what draws people in. You know? and, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, my, my career path took kind of took a left turn when I first saw um, DigiDesign mm-hmm. uh, and I saw them, you know, doing their first uh, sound accelerator card, which wasn't even, this was before sound tools. Yeah. Uh, for the yes, now you know how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that took me in a completely different direction, and I started to actually write uh, for magazines about this product, these products, because mm-hmm. there was very little understanding about computer science, and I started digging into computer science even more oh, at wow. that point. And uh, I be- I came to the attention of Steinberg. Uh, media Technologies yeah. in Germany uh, did a number of articles about their products, mm-hmm. and they called me and said, like, "Would you like to come work for us?" And that kind of again set my career path on a completely different <laughs> direction. I had no idea I was going to be working for a manufacturer. Yeah. I did twelve years with them. I worked on uh, the initial development with ASIO and VST, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of like you know everybody knows what those are today. Yeah, and. Um, uh, we worked uh, very heavily on something called Nuendo, which mm-hmm. was a brand new uh, technology, actually, yeah. that most people don't even get to see up front in the software. It's everything that happens in the background. That's yeah. the important part. Yeah. Uh, so that was a very exciting product uh, project that I worked on. And then eventually Peter Gabriel came knocking at the door. And that's, uh, awesome. that's when Peter took over SSL, and he mm-hmm. was looking for uh, digital audio workstation-centric mm-hmm. um people who understood 
the mindset of clients like that. Yeah. And that's when I was hired 17 years ago. 17 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Have you held a lot of different roles there at SSL or um, the one you're in right now? Have you been doing that the whole 17 years? Uh, yes. Yeah. The short answer is yes. Uh, but my role has um, expanded as the product group expanded um, because initially uh, what we – the um, the directive, looking for the right word, yeah. was to uh, take what's already existed in the analog and the digital products of the large frame consoles. Mm -hmm. And without any interference in the technology or the quality, you must deliver it for this product segment, this customer segment. Right. It couldn't be any less quality. No. It's, no. it's got that name on it. Yeah. So. so what we did initially was uh, – uh, modularize a lot of the elements of the big desk. So mm -hmm. we've made modules and mm -hmm. uh, we took, uh, like for example, we took the digital engine from the bro the, the broadcast C200 digital console mm -hmm. and we made them into a plug-in module called Duende. Mm -hmm. And we delivered that as a coprocessor. You can run those plugins inside your computer, but they live in this box. Yeah. So it was little things like that that we kind of borrowed. Mm -hmm. But eventually it it grew. It grew into its own product segment with its own thinking, with its own um, dynamics. Yeah. Um, and But what was always fascinating about SSL, you know, when you look at their history, mm -hmm. um, the 4000B introduced a workflow mm -hmm. because they made other uh, – prototype consoles before the 4000B, but the world knows about the 4000B. Yeah. That's, you know, if like, um, if you ever watched uh, moving pictures videos for Rush, mm -hmm. you see that console. Yeah. It was right there. That's what they recorded. That mm -hmm. was the first foray of SSL into the music console. That's market. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And they did things that were about workflow. Now, Total Recall, um, was about workflow. Mm -hmm. um, how do we make the studio work faster, quicker, and sound better? Yeah. Uh, how do we, you know, make the headphone mix as easy as possible? So we make two-layered mixing environment, small fader, large fader. Yeah. A lot of that, that, those innovations really target workflow. Yeah. We know we want to make the sound quality as as uh, as ideal as possible. Yeah. But it was always workflow that kind of tipped us over the edge and gave us a name, gave yeah. us a brand. Well, I think it's huge because we talk about it with our clients all the time, but it's, um, I mean, sometimes with, with music creation, you're, um, you're trying to capture lightning in a bottle. It's just like, it, there's a moment that's like, man, this is, this is the time. Um, but if your workflow isn't, isn't streamlined, yeah. then that moment can pass, you know? And, and so being able to have that, uh, workflow that you're, you're comfortable with and you know that, uh, it's, it's repeatable, um, that, yeah. that goes a long yeah. way. Yeah. And we, we see that repeated, you know, total recall was the first iteration of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, today, uh, we've got our control surfaces. Of course, people work in the box. People work outside the box. Yeah. Um, how do we make those things work as easy as possible? Mm -hmm. It's not about, you know, Darth Vader versus Luke Skywalker. We're yeah. not trying to say one is better than the other. One supersedes the other. Mm -hmm. We're saying that there is a art form in analog and there's an art form in digital. Yeah. And uh, technology like 360, which is our control surface backbone, uh, doesn't receive much credit, but what it's really doing is uh, reorganizing um, a lot of disparate elements that multiple manufacturers with different plugins, they have their own 
understanding of how to lay out the parameters. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is that works beautifully if you're on a keyboard right. or if you're on a mouse on a visual aid with a, with a, with a flat screen, mm -hmm. for example. But what most people don't equate as important is you see a two-dimensional mixing console in every digital workstation people buy right. today. So it says something about the workflow that why is it that in 2D this still is an important workflow element? Right. Now imagine it in three dimensions mm -hmm. and what you can do with it. One knob, one function. Um, when we migrated this to DAW, we realized that because the DAW manufacturers um, kind of tell us this is what you can do, this is how the plugins are laid out, and we basically have to kind of follow them. Um, and every digital workstation has its pluses and its minuses. Sure. We said, we got to find a way to make this as uniformed as possible. So what 360 does is it takes what the DAW is telling it. Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I've got all these plugins installed, all these SSL channel strips and all these, uh, you know, stereo and mono channels with dual pans or versus single pans, whatever configuration the DAW is telling it. But it lays it down and says, okay, this is how we do it at SSL. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and we're going to give that to you on your control surfaces. Right. If you want to work in the native host environment, no problem. Press a button. You're in the way the, the host DAW says to do things. Mm -hmm. But if you want to focus on the beauty of mixing on an SSL and how fast and how easy it is to work, press the next layer, and now you're in the SSL equivalent of that. Yeah. You're not losing anything. Yeah. You're still working in the, in the DAW that you love. We're just reorganizing things for you so that they look like they would look like on an SSL desk. That's awesome. I, I, I'm curious, too, with um, your guys' product development and R&D, how much of that is from feedback from users? Like, oh, my goodness. It's, it's, it's a big backbone. Let me okay. put it to you this way. Um, every time we talk to customers, there's ideas that are coming through. Mm -hmm. So it, it does always become a primary consideration. Yeah. The feedback both online and the trade shows like, you know, at GearFest, mm -hmm. um, uh, the, the SEs here uh, always bring new ideas and new suggestions based on dialogue they bring from yeah. and conversations they bring from their uh, from their clients so we're always listening oh, we're cool. always listening and a lot of great ideas have come from this like yeah. the UF1 for example um, that is a perfect example of when we released the UF8 everyone said I wish I had a single fader I wish I had a fader that does this does that does yeah. this so we're like okay all right so there's a, there's something here that we have to think about that's cool. But even when we did that, we you know we gave people exactly what they want. There's alternative modes on the UF1 mm -hmm. that caters to the functions of the UF8 and the UC1. So even though you might this might look a bit repetitive to somebody who's working on a UF8, mm -hmm. if you turn on certain features, you realize, "Oh, I have a graphic display of my graphic of my EQ." So yeah. now I can see the graphic while I'm turning it on the UF8. Yeah, I love so that when it, I was it at crosses your booth. over. Yeah, I was at your booth and you're showing me the, the connectivity of all of those pieces. Right. It's just, yeah. it's such a smart design and being yeah. able to uh, let people grow with buying more and more uh, SSL gear. It's not that they're just sing single units, they can play to play well together. So, yeah, yeah. I awesome. mean, even our 
uh, USB interfaces. Mm -hmm. We have a new one called the SSL 12. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we made an interface in 360. It looks like a mixer. Mm -hmm. Your effect sends are actually your headphone sends, just like they would be on an SSL mixer. Yeah. And people will ask, well, why do it this way? Well, latency is a big problem. And mm -hmm. if you want latency to not play a role, mm -hmm. um, this is how it was done for years in a real studio, and it avoids a lot of latency. Yeah. Um, so it's little things like that. Um, that you know, even like the big six again. It's a mixer with an interface, right. but we've rewired the mixer so that certain elements of the interface bring new um, new variables. So your effect send can actually go to a digital in on your DAW. Well, why would you want an effect send to go to a digital in? You can instantiate on Pro Tools, let's say, right. and on the AUX channel, you can put a reverb plugin on it mm -hmm. and rewire that right back to the mixer. So now you have an actual equivalent to a hardware reverb yeah that's uh, awesome on, in an analog environment yeah there's so many possibilities with that and and uh um as far as your you know your large format consoles we see those in studios that we that we uh, mm. design and and like i said it's always great when i when i see one of those uh specified in and and uh, um i'm sure you go into a lot of these studios um what's your experience with uh, the varying level of uh, acoustical design or acoustical treatment in these studios, uh, are you noticing a pretty high level when, when someone has a, a large format console? Yes, it always is the case because um, when when someone um, is thinking about an origin or an AWS or mm -hmm. a duality, uh, their scale is, is about the whole experience. Yeah. And um, part of the art form is to be able to hear it in the way it's supposed to be heard from the equipment. The equipment does its job. Um, the room is part of that equation, big yeah. part of that equation. Um, because if things are being re-manipulated after they come off of your speakers, it, it's a it's a deficiency sure. at the very least. Yeah, it's a big problem at the very <laughs> most. Yeah, but you know, having a proper acoustic acoustically designed room is just as big a consideration as which speakers you're going to own, which yep. microphones you're going to purchase, mm -hmm. um, because it's, you're trying to control the environment so that the artist achieves their goals. Yeah. Well, everybody, um, you know, wants the, the highest level of gear and then it's, uh, you know, SSL is a, a big part of that, but then they're selecting their speakers. And I always tell people you, you don't get the full value of that unless it's being mm -hmm. heard properly. And yeah. so, yeah, and there's uh, there's also an, an aesthetic to the work environment. Mm -hmm. um, like we we used to talk about uh, comfort. Your comfort in the space mm -hmm. is valuable. It makes it makes you make different kinds of music. Yeah. Um, uh, people approach production based on the adversity mm -hmm. and what's simple. So if there's more adversity, like the room doesn't quite feel right the lighting doesn't feel right yeah it's not necessarily contributing to what i want to do same yeah. thing with the gear yeah if the gear is hard to function to work with it's 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 an adverse system that is working against you yeah I tell people all the time, it's uh, acoustics is a comfort factor, just as much as anything. Oh, absolutely. It's a, you know, it's the same as if you're 
seated on a hard chair versus a padded chair or if you're too hot or too cold, if you're constantly struggling to hear or uh, the, the vibe of the studio you mentioned, I mean, that's a mm. huge part of what we do because you'll notice like on our studios, no two rooms look the same because yes. every client is different. You that's know? right. And yes. So we're, we're not designing rooms for us to be in there mm-hmm. 10, 12 hours a day. Um, yeah. it's, it's the client. So we always try to get feedback from them and say, you know, what it, our mission statement for our business is we, we create rooms that inspire. Like that's the whole goal because we could have the most acoustically perfect room in the world at, but if someone doesn't want to be in there and they don't feel creative uh, then then we've missed Absolutely. the mark and it's, it's important yeah uh, because it's it, again it's just, it's a um, your comfort in your family room reflects mm-hmm. how you want to live with your family you know it's, it's reflective of your lifestyle yeah it's just as important in yeah. a recording studio that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, what's what's next for you? Do you have any um, big things you're working on now? Maybe things you can't talk about, but uh. a lot of things I can't talk about. <laughs> but um, like I said earlier, we're always listening, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of great ideas, literally right on the cusp of mm-hmm. of, of being developed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're always, you know, hard at work. Uh, our plugin development uh, continues very, very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, we. Um, we're, we've acquired a few uh, different manufacturers as well, mm-hmm. so there's um, there's a lot in in play right now. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Well, I, I appreciate all your time, and, and uh, Gearfest is obviously jumping, and, and there's a lot of things going on. So the fact that you took time to, to come do this podcast, really oh, uh, appreciate we, that. we love the rooms that you guys do, Thank you. and you know they complement what we do. Yeah, and you know so we're we're honored to be part of that equation. So. That's great. Thank you for having me, yeah, too. Of course, of yeah. course. Well, thanks uh, thanks again for joining us, and, and uh, appreciate everybody being part of the Sound Project. And uh, if you have any questions uh, regarding today's podcast or future podcasts you'd like us to, to look into, uh, feel free to email info at haversickdesigns.com or comment below, and uh, we will see you next week. <laughs>